Welcome to Top Brew, the show that is best served fresh. This is episode 64. I am Joe Darnell, your host, and joining me is my friend, Mr. Eric Rauch. How are you doing, Eric? I'm doing great. How are you, Joe? I'm doing excellent. I'm on my second cup of coffee today, and I'm I'm fantastic. Nice. You know, I had a client this uh, morning. They were providing uh, hors d'oeuvres and the like, lunch for their you know their business. They had a bunch of executives in to get some work done, and so they were having this lunch. And they were serving snacks between breakfast and lunch. I eat healthier today on this weekday than I eat on most between breakfast and lunch. It was, I just got to tell you, the executives, they, they know how to eat. How so? They, they have a tray with vegetables on it. And then you know, they vegetables. have like homemade style pastries. Everything tastes like carrot cake. You oh know, yeah. Everything tastes healthy. <laughs> so you think carrot cake tastes healthy? Yeah, it's got carrots in it. Well, well yeah, it does, but vitamin. It's also usually got about minerals. an inch worth of frosting on it. We don't look at that, <laughs> but we taste <laughs> that. That doesn't factor in. Not really. Uh, I, I take my coffee cup into work though, because they don't have enough coffee cups. They just have styrofoam cups. And that is like the, the most significant buzzkill of working at this client's offices is that they have no mugs. They have no ceramic mugs. Hmm. They have no kitchen cabinets. They have a microwave and a refrigerator. Oh, so you can't leave it there. You have to just, you have to take it with you. Yeah. So every day I bring my favorite mug into work and then I take it home. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Am I supposed to have an opinion on that? I guess not. You don't have to. You're not required to have an opinion about okay. that on the show. Whatever makes you happy, Joe. But I would like to know that you have an opinion about what we're going to talk about today. Uh, maybe. Good, good. There's three things that we wanted to talk about. We have this news story. This was like newsflash. This just in. Jab Holding Company is a very large business. and it's a German company. Mm-hmm, and they just bought Krispy Kreme. And they're adding it to their portfolio. So the report came in. It says that Jab Holding Company subsidiary Jab Beach Incorporated has announced the acquisition of Krispy Kreme Donuts Incorporated for approximately $1.35 billion and approximately 25% premium over the company's closing share price on May 6th. That's a lot of donuts. <sighs> Whoa. How many donuts could you buy with that? You could buy lots of donuts with all those donuts. Or you could just buy Krispy Kreme and manufacture all the donuts you like. That might be easier. Within the past four years, Jab or Jab Beach Incorporated has acquired majority stakes in other major coffee brands, including Pete's Coffee and Tea back in 2012, Caribou Coffee in 2012, Jacob's Egbert's, whatever that is, in 2014, and Espresso House in 2015. And under Jab's ownership, Pete's has since acquired the specialty coffee brand Stumptown Roasters and Intelligentsia Coffee. Yeah, which I find to be really interesting. What do you think is going on here? I think Jab is trying to be the the coffee kingpin of the world. Okay. So they want to have the craft goods, the premium brands, the franchises, and everything associated with it. And I think it was not too long ago I heard that Krispy Kreme has taken up a notch with their coffee. They started approaching coffee more seriously in about the last year. Yeah, I think they're noticing what what, what Dunkin' Donuts has done over the past you know ten or fifteen years. Their coffee sales are anywhere from like five or six percent of of total sales. And for a place that sells a lot of donuts, you would think that they would sell a lot more coffee than that. It's either the fact that that people don't view their coffee like Dunkin' Donuts as something that they that they that that they like or that they want, 
Um, it's just something that's there. Or it's it's just that um, they just don't think of coffee when they go to to Krispy Kreme. So either way, Krispy Kreme is is trying to to change that because I mean there's a lot of profitability in coffee. So they're they're trying to find ways to, and I'm sure under 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 um, Jab's ownership, that's that's exactly what's going to happen. They're gonna they're gonna find ways to increase the, those coffee sales because you've got I mean you got captive people coming in ordering these these uh you know sweet sweet pastries. I mean what what goes better with a donut than a cup of coffee, you know? So, I mean, they should be selling more than that. My, my theory around this is that when people go to Dunkin' Donuts, the, the way that Dunkin' Donuts has marketed themselves, people expect to go there to get a lunch or a breakfast or a snack or just a coffee. And occasionally there are, well, actually there's plenty of companies that will go to buy in bulk to take to the office for the meeting. Yeah, now they do. But, yeah. but see, it wasn't all, Dunkin' Donuts, uh, 15 years ago was just like Krispy Kreme. It was a donut place. Yeah. That's it. And so they've the last, kind of reinvented themselves. They reinvented themselves already. They're way ahead of the curve because they decided to start marketing themselves yeah. in different ways and introducing new things on the menu. That could be the direction that they want to they take Krispy Kreme to be more of a competitor with Dunkin' Donuts in that rather than just a donut place, it, it is a an all-day breakfast type place or yeah. something. Yeah. Well, and the thing too is that between the glazed donuts at Krispy Kreme and Dunkin' Donuts, Krispy Kreme all the way, like they're they're fresh, they seem fresh, they melt in your mouth, yeah, even I, when you get them. I guess. I, really? Yeah. I, I mean, I Young do. Boost? I do like a Krispy Kreme. Don't get me wrong, but I just I don't get. You don't get why people are ecstatic about them like I am. Not, no, not, not so much. Especially when they're when they're right off the line and they're hot and they're fresh. I mean, granted, they are good, but. Part of me just expects a donut to have some sort of consistency, solidity, I guess, to it. Huh. Not not be super soft like that. Really? I mean, I mean, it's it's great that it melts in your mouth, and it's it's yes. it's. I mean, it's it's definitely good. Don't get me wrong, but I like my donuts a little bit more like M and M's or cotton candy, and then you like your donuts a little bit more like beef jerky. <sighs> Again, it's 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 probably just all <laughs> expectation. If if it comes down to a choice between sitting in front of me on the table, Dunkin' Donuts or Krispy Kreme, I'm probably going to go with Dunkin' Donuts. But if it comes down to one or the other sitting on the table, I'm just I'm going to go with donut over no donut, of course. Um, and what but, I've noticed is that the only one I feel this way about is the glazed donut with the hole inside. That if you get one of the cream filled types, yeah. see that that wouldn't work with with a, I mean that'd be kind of awkward with a with a cream filled type. Yeah, it, well, uh, what I'm thinking is if I was picking up a, a cream filled from Krispy Kreme or Dunkin' Donuts, I'm not going to be very picky about that. You do that. want it to be more bready. I do want it to be a little bit more bready, yeah. yeah. And I, I'm not especially particular, so I would just pick up whichever. And it, But if it goes down to the glazed, I'm getting the Krispy Kreme because I like it to melt in my mouth. Yeah, if you're going to if you're going to compare glazed like to glazed, a good steak. then yeah, I would think I would think yeah. But mm. but but I'm I'm thinking in terms of the whole um, you know, Krispy Kreme not just in terms of its one Feel famous glazed yeah. donut. I'm thinking in terms of Krispy Kreme over like all the stuff that they offer yeah. versus Dunkin' Donuts, all the stuff that they offer. I, Qualitatively, I would... right now, Dunkin' Donuts is superior. I pass a Dunkin' Donuts and a Krispy Kreme to and from this client that I've been talking about every time. I think, do I want to stop? Mm -hmm. Do I want to get a snack? Do I want to get a light meal? Do I want to yes. get a cup of coffee? And the answer is always yes, but am I going to? Well, you know, in like <laughs> the in the course of my natural events, I have stopped at the Dunkin' Donuts once. I haven't stopped at the Krispy Kreme, but I regretted that decision. 
I mean, just like as a personal buying choice, as a regular maybe, everyday maybe, consumer. Maybe because of what you what you got, it just wasn't that good? No, it was good. Oh. I can't even argue against it. I don't know why. I am more attracted to the Krispy Kreme brand. Uh, it's sort of like Coca-Cola to me versus oh. Pepsi. So when I think of Coca-Cola, I think classic, I think tasteful. And it, we're talking about subtleties here, yeah. extreme subtleties between that and the likes of Pepsi. And Pepsi's already made a great reason for you to accept that they are classic because they have the the products that have real sugar in them mm-hmm. and they have the retro packaging throwback yeah i like them i really genuinely do i mean between having the throwback dr pepper or coca-cola um, you can't beat real sugar mm-hmm. high fructose corn syrup can never beat sugar sure so i'd go with dr pepper and i, I don't have a real reason to validate Krispy Kreme over dunkin donuts but I do prefer them as a brand. And so yeah. if I were taking something to the meeting, I would want to proudly walk in with a box of light, fluffy Krispy Kreme donuts. That's, just, that's the way I roll. That's how you roll. Uh, you can take the munchkins. Yeah, well, come on. I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking about munchkins. I'm talking about donuts. I'm talking about the round things with holes in them. With, you know, real, do- <laughs> real, real donuts here. Come on, let's not, let's not set up straw men and knock them down, Joe. Okay. <laughs> okay, I, I understand. Well, um, Krispy Kreme, good for you. Congratulations. Enjoy all the money. I hope you do something exciting with it. I hope that they do something more interesting on the menu so I have more compelling reasons to stop by and get a breakfast there because as much as I love a Krispy Kreme, I'm not going to go buy a dozen for myself. And by the time I get them back yeah. to my family or friends, they're not going to be fresh anymore. So it's sort yeah, of like I'm the intrigued. life cycle of pizza. I'm intrigued to see what's going to happen here because um, I, I suspect not much is going to happen with the, with the food side of things, with the donut side of things things. Um, although that, that, that may prove to be wrong, but I, I think, I think what's probably going to happen here is their coffee. They're going to really focus on, on, um, you know, wrapping up their, their, their coffee offerings at, at, at Krispy Kreme. It's interesting too, that I don't know what it's like overseas, but in America, we put a huge importance on breakfast and I know a lot of people who skip it entirely mm-hmm. and that is their own personal prerogative. And the rest of us, we're kind of like, no, 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 breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure that that's actually true. And a lot of people will say, well, for health reasons, it's breaking the fast that you had all night, which is important. You want to get rehydrated and you want to supplement yourself with new nutrients for your body to work with. The problem here is, is that a lot of the breakfasts in America aren't especially nutritious. Yeah. They take a lot to break down and digest. So it's not especially helpful to have a your standard issue American breakfast from the drive-through if you're doing it for health reasons. Like, oh no, it's the most important meal of the day. Yeah. You could probably skip American's breakfast and just have the cup of coffee. Right. If it if what the American breakfast is defined as is is two Krispy Kremes and a cup of coffee or or, or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. Really anything. Like you could th- just think about the croissant at Dunkin' Donuts. Hey, it's got egg in it. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, with all the calories and carbs and everything else, the complexities. Uh, it's a lot to break down. Pulling into a drive-through just about anywhere is is you're you're not going there for health reasons. You, you you may you may convince yourself at the end of the day that you are, but ultimately you're not. You're there for convenience. You're mm-hmm. there because you're you're late or you're 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 on your way to somewhere and you didn't you didn't take the time to make a proper breakfast at home. So you're just you're stopping for something that's that's obviously subpar. Eating a a uh, balanced breakfast 
at home. When I was a kid, that was every every time they would talk about cereal, oh, there, yeah. were, there was always something as, as part lie. of this balanced breakfast. They'd show a banana, they'd show you know toast and eggs and bacon and 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 your bowl of cereal too. It's it's part of that. Kellogg's Pop Tarts a complete part of this balanced breakfast. Balance breakfast. Oh come on! Yeah, yeah it's it's it, it, it as, as long as you throw balanced breakfast in there, then you're okay. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I mean I'm. I'm in agreement. I think it is. I, I think it is an, because I, for personally for myself, when I eat some sort of meat like sausage or bacon or, or, or something like that and, and two eggs in the morning, I'm usually good to about one, two, sometimes three o'clock. And, and, if you but, do, and if I you don't feel it. weighed down either. I don't feel full, but, but my, but my, so you know how when you eat heavy yes. stuff, you know, you just, whoa, you just feel, yes. you just feel blahs. Mm-hmm. I, I can't, I can't do anything. But, but if you, if you eat the proper amount of protein and, and it gets you going and I a feel better. Omelet, you yeah. know, something like that. Some hard boiled eggs. I don't get as hungry, but I, but I feel, I feel energized, I guess would be the, would be the way, the right well, way to say it. I, I would say even if you have a desk job, you just feel more alert. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so moving on, I have acquired a new coffee grinder, and this has changed everything in our kitchen. We went from the Bodum Bistro Electric Burr Coffee Grinder in black, which I've had for a few years now, to the Baratza Encore Conical Burr Grinder with bin. That is what it's called on Amazon, so you know that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Well, the Baratza... What it, its price point right now is $129 on Prime. I think it started at $200. I, I believe it's a premium device. Prob- yeah, it says here it started at the list price of $143. So it must have been retail $150 from the company. And you can get it today for $90.93 on Prime. Yeah, neither of those are you ever going to pay full retail for yeah, and that well, that's just the case of the matter. I mean, unless you get it at Target, I guess you would pay an extra ten or fifteen dollars, probably. But they're they're just trying to fit those retail prices into a particular mindset. Yeah, but they they never sell them for for that for that amount. So the reason I went with the Bodum back in the day was because it was an elegant device for a more civilized coffee maker set up in the kitchen, and I liked it. It just, it looks a little stylish. You could get it in different colors, black, white, red, and uh, a loud lime green. They don't even sell apparently as many of the lime green ones because it's marked down to $89.95. (laughs) (laughs) You can get the black one for $9.93 or the lime green one for $89.95. You save a whole dollar. Oh, wow. Just just go with black. Well, the black looks handsome. Always in style. It looks like a Beats uh, headphones product because it's got red buttons on it. Yeah. And it's got this uh, smooth, grippy uh, material all the way around it. You you want to hold your grinder. Mm-hmm. It has a good feel to it. Grippy, like, you mean like... Uh, like like half like, plastic, like half, rubbery. Yeah, okay. like, like half plastic, half rubber. And but it's, you don't it's ever hold it hand. though, right? I mean, wh- wh- why would you... You really don't. You really have no reason to hold your grinder. But uh, if you would, then you, you then these grippy things are helpful. Yes. If you want to cradle your grinder. You can do that. Do that with the bottom. Nobody's going to stop you. <laughs> or you can go with the Baratza Encore that just looks so huge and so solid that you would never want to grip it because it's probably going to weigh an extra 10, 15 pounds. Yeah. Well, no, it's not, but, but it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's made of solid plastics. Yeah. <laughs> solid plastics. And it's beautiful. It's all black. It is. Yeah. They are, they are definitely nice looking. It comes in any color you want as long as it's black. Yeah. 
And, it's like the uh, Model T. The reservoirs up top, they both, they're comparable to each other, the Bodum and the, the Baratza. They just don't really change there. But we'll get into the settings, those features where it counts in a moment after our sponsor, who I want to thank today. Our sponsor this week is the Magic Coffee Truck again. They are the online coffee laboratory of handmade coffee confections that are like no other. Honest to God, Sharon, the cook in the laboratory, is revolutionizing coffee, chocolates, and infusions going all organic and using cascara in her original recipes and cane sugar syrup. And people, you don't understand. If you're buying any sort of sweets from the gas station or the fun size from the grocery store, you need to stop. You need to go check out themagiccoffeetruck.etsy.com. I said the, and there's no the at the beginning of that URL. It's just magiccoffeetruck.etsy.com. They have coffee beans, beverages, treats, and syrups, and they're all reasonably priced as like craft goods. All of their scrumptious edibles are made by hand here in the South of America. <laughs> uh, I wanted to tell you a little bit about our experience over Mother's Day. What I did is I ordered some of the the chocolate dipped coffee marshmallows. Now I've had these before for myself. It's hard not to consume them whole. They're, they're great. They melt in your mouth. They're fluffy. You, you never thought that a marshmallow could be fresh until you had one of these and you realize you've never had a real marshmallow the way that God intended them. And what I liked to do for my mother and for my wife was to treat them to some of the marshmallows. So we've ordered several packages and my wife has been enjoying them. My mom as well. It's the first time she's had anything from the Magic Coffee Truck. They're a huge win. And I highly recommend that you consider them for, oh, whatever holiday is coming around the corner. Maybe Father's Day. Maybe Fourth uh, of July. Forget the hot dogs and hamburgers. Just get some coffee marshmallows. Everybody will love you. It'll seem really patriotic. Uh, have you tried the coffee marshmallows? Yes, oh, absolutely. They're like the best. Yeah. You know, uh, have you considered making s'mores with those? It hadn't occurred to me before. It usually doesn't doesn't last that long. I usually just eat them. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that a graham cracker is really worthy. <laughs> so Sharon's creations are hand wrapped with careful precision for a vintage look with papers and golden twisty ties to make them attractive for display. Sharon understands the idea that today's coffees and chocolates should be highlighted in your day. And so you deserve a magical experience in every package and in every bite. Shop for these stupendous handmade delicacies at magiccoffeetruck.etsy.com and use the discount code MAGIC2ME20 to get 20% off of your order. My huge thanks to Sharon for supporting Top Brew and making the world a better place with her coffee laboratory. You keep checking them out, so they keep sponsoring. And my thanks to all of you who are enjoying the Magic Coffee Truck as much as we do. So, okay, I'm going to break this down. Why would you want to get the Bodum Bistro? Why would you want to get the the Baratza Encore? These two devices, there's a price disparity. Both of them look comparable. To the novice, they probably don't know what they're dealing with. And to the enthusiast, you might look your you know down your nose at both of them. Because there is another one that's very popular that I hear about on coffee websites all the time. It is the the Baratza Virtuoso, and you have a little experience with that one, Eric. Mm -hmm. I want to say that I think that the Bodum Bistro is a great device for a new coffee enthusiast beginner. The person who just wants to take it up a notch and they're, they're new to the world of handcrafted coffee. 
If they don't go for a hand ground, like manual grinder, they want something electric that will have really good results on a regular basis. And they don't know what to look for, but they need a good price to know whether or not they're really committed. Start with the Bowdoin Bistro. That's kind of where I was a few years ago. I felt confident that I wanted to invest in my coffee gear in the kitchen, but it was getting a little expensive when you pick up the kitchen scales, some mugs, some good coffees, the the uh, temperature gauged, uh, like regulated water kettle. And when you buy it all, all in one lump sum, when you're just getting started, it's over two hundred dollars. Yeah, and I would I would gear. also argue that you don't appreciate it either. If you buy all this mid range gear and you start using it, well, that that becomes your baseline. If you if you start out and and just you know buy one thing at a time, if you just start piecemealing things, then you really appreciate each each new addition or or each new upgrade or or because you see you see a difference rather than than just that well this this has been. This has been great from from day one. You know, yeah. where do I go from here? Well, well, then then I have to go. Then I have to make a larger jump to the next upgrade. But when you start when you start at the at the lower level, I, I think you really you really see the advantage and the um, and the reason to to make those those upgrade decisions. So one thing I really like about the Bowdoin Bistro is that it has the glass reservoir. So when you've ground the beans, it goes into glass. And this is great because it avoids a lot of the static electricity mm-hmm. buildup where your grounds will cling to, oh, the coffee maker, all the nooks and crannies. It'll get all over the place. And it's easier to pour the grounds into your coffee brewing device. Yeah, although it's an issue with 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 any grinder. It's just, it's just something you're going to experience no matter what. And yeah, and I encountered it with the bistro where just a little phrase of the chaff would blow this way and that. It's always yeah. the chaff. It seems like a coffee, ground coffee chaff is anti-gravity. It goes up. Mm-hmm. It, with at least this glass, though, you have a lot more control over it. You don't have absolute control over it. You don't have any kind of total control over anything since the curse. It's as close as it gets yeah. with the glass. And if you go with something plastic like the Baratza Encore, then you're going to deal with a lot more static electricity. So that is the number one benefit of having the Bistro. It is, and it's less expensive. You can still appreciate the quality in every cup, especially good for beginners. It's size, it's, it's a compact device. And like I said, you can get it in different stylish colors. Where it differentiates in large part with the Baratza Encore that I now have in use and love is the gauge of how fine and coarse you want the grind to be. Yeah, yeah, the Encore is ridiculous with, with the range that you get there. So the Bistro gives you 14 settings. And what you do to change the dial is you turn the coffee bean reservoir up top. Mm-hmm. As you turn it like clockwise or counterclockwise, you're making it finer or coarser. There's uh, like a little symbol across the side. You know which way you're taking it. But you don't have as much control here because you have 14 gauges or settings for the B- Bodum Bistro, and you have 40 yeah. on the Baratza Encore. Yeah, four zero. It's amazing because I've been using the range between about 14 and 28, mm-hmm. and this is great for me because this is like the f- the fine side of an AeroPress to the coarse side of the Kalita Wave. Yeah. And I love it. Like I've, I've been experimenting. I've been going up and down for both getting interesting results. And what I found was with the Kalita, 
that I'm able to make it coarser than I was able to on the, sorry, with the Baratza Encore, I can make it a little bit coarser than I was able to with the Bodum Bistro, mm -hmm. which is good for something like a pour over because it brews much faster yeah. and it gives you a smoother brew that mellows out some of the bitter flavor because it is a coarser grind. It is the way that's more ideal in my personal tastes for pour overs. Yeah. And it's also going like to be more quality. consistent of a grind too. It's the more you spend on a grinder, the more consistent the grind can get. And what I, what I mean by consistent is how the size of the pieces, when, when, they, when they come out of the grinder, are they all relatively the same size, which is ideally what you want. You don't want a bunch of dust in there. You want basically every, every piece in there to be the same relative size. Well, and one of the reasons for that is that the Encore is a conical burr grinder. Mm -hmm. And the way in which these burrs are constructed, they more consistently crunch and crack and split and cut right. the beans than the kind of non-conical burrs on the Bodum Bistro. Right. Nothing's going to take one one coffee bean and, and break it into, you know, 500 pieces of the exact same. I mean, that's just not right. going to happen. I honestly don't think you could taste the difference if you've only had 100 cups of coffee from both. But if you've had like 400 cups of coffee from both, you'd begin to notice the subtle differences in mm -hmm. every cup. Right. Because you're kind of like, huh, I haven't noticed that detail in my flavor before. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of level of control you get with the conical burr grinder. And, so, and also 40, 40 clicks. That, that helps too, um, yeah. rather than 14 clicks. You know, you, you can, if it's, if it's almost perfect, but just not quite, you can go from 14. And going from 14 to 15 might not do much at all. But going from 14 to 16 or 14 to 17, you'll, you'll notice. But, but that, that single jump between... Well, on the bottom, if if you're let's say you're going between ten and and eleven click, that it's a fairly large jump because the range is only fourteen clicks. But when the range is forty clicks, each each click makes a very 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 subtle difference. If you do them in succession, they they add up into something into something more significant than 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 say like one click would on the uh, on the bottom. The other thing that isn't really pertaining to how the grinders work is that. I still think you're going to get the best results when you measure your beans. And I don't know if any grinders have a built-in way of measuring how much it's grinding at a moment of time. What do you, not what do you mean? Do. Like, you know, what I do is I use some kitchen weight scales to pour some beans into a cup on the kitchen weight scales. And yeah. I know that I'm using 17 grams for my cups of AeroPress coffee. Right. And then I pour the 17 grams into the top reservoir of the grinder and I grind. Yeah. What's interesting is the way they market these devices they want you to think for convenience, go ahead and just fill up the top reservoir with whole coffee beans and keep it full all the time and just grind, oh, about yay much when you need some ground. Oh, yeah, that, that's ridiculous. I, yeah. I, I would never use it that way. Because if you fill up the top reservoir, you've got like a, almost a pound of coffee in there. Half pound. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay, it looks like a lot. And you grind, what, a half a pound all at once? Like never. Yeah. When I'm making cold brew or something, then then obviously you need that much. It's it's, it's great for that. But hmm. for making a, a daily pour over, no way. I mean, you, you want to weigh your beans out and you, you want to put just that amount in the grinder and grind it. You don't, because it's also going to sit there on the Encore, the hopper's clear, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's- Transparent anyway. It, I mean, it, it doesn't have an airtight lid. So if you dump half a pound of, of your coffee into the grinder and put the lid on, you know, it, it doesn't really do anything- your coffee's going to get stale. 
So, mm. you know, you want to you keep your, your coffee that you're not using, whole bean, obviously. You want to keep it somewhere where it's dark and where, where it can be as airtight as possible. So use the Encore if you, you know, you're into this for the long haul. If you want to be making your handcrafted coffee for years to come, get the Bowdoin Bistro if you're just getting started and you want to enjoy this for a good season and you want to experiment. It's a great device. So Eric, where does the Barazza Virtuoso fit into the lineup? Who's it for? I would, I would say it's, it, it's uh, probably a little bit overkill for the the typical homeowner, you know, unless you're a, a hardcore enthusiast. Um, I think the Encore is fine for the majority of, of people that, that want a really good, reliable grinder at home, but they don't want to spend $250 or $200. Um, the Virtuoso is built a little bit, a little bit more commercial. That would be aimed more toward like the local coffee shop. That's not killing it in, in terms of sales maybe, but because then, then you'd be onto something else anyway, something, a definite es- espresso grinder. And if you want a grinder that can do all sorts of different things, and don't have a whole lot of money to spend in your in your starting out in your coffee shop. The Virtuoso, I think, would, would be good for that. Kind of in the middle of of not being a full on commercial. The Virtuoso, I'm talking about, it would not be a full on commercial version, but it's also not not a homeowner version. So it's it's for the homeowner who has a lot of money that they just want to blow, or it's for the uh, the the starting out commercial venture. I guess I can see that makes sense to me. Well, thank you very much, Eric. That was a solid episode. Sweet. I want to say thanks again for joining us for episode 64 of Top Brew. The show notes with links to everything we discussed are at topbrew.fm slash 64. Follow the show on Twitter. It's at topbrewfm. I'm also on Twitter. If you want to catch up with me personally, I am at JCS Darnell. I also want to give a huge thanks again to our sponsor, Magic Coffee Truck, You're just in for the best treats of your life, chocolate and coffee treats from Sharon's collection. So visit them at magiccoffeetruck.etsy.com and use the code MAGIC2ME20 to get 20% off anything at their store. I am Joe Darnell. Thanks for listening to Top Brew. Top Brew.